Okay, good morning. Um, today is, I have no idea what the date is. Gimel Adar. It's Gimel Adar today. Um, we're in the second part of chapter 27 today. But alas, it's Monday morning. Thus, <laughs> I will be going back a little bit to chapter 26. Chapter 26 started on Shabbos, and it was yesterday, and then yesterday was, I mean, chapter 26 was Shabbos. Good morning, Hannah. Wow. Um, yesterday was the first part of chapter 27. But I'm going to go back to chapter 26 and kind of just do an overview because we're going to see that the next like six chapters until chapter 32, so chapters 26 to 31, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, yeah, six chapters, um, are all one theme and you need, it's, there's a direct sequence of what's going on. So if you could give one sentence of like what we did until chapter 26 from 1 to 25, it's that we have two souls. We are not made out of one. We are made out of two. And by two, we don't mean I have a godly soul and I have an animal soul. Blah. It means that there's two states of consciousness that I could experience myself as part of. <clears throat> I can experience myself from animal soul consciousness. Of a, I'm a fragmented person in a fragmented world and stress, scarcity. I need something outside of me in order to be okay. I find my life force energy from that which is external to me because I, am essentially, I essentially don't have that within me. Or we, could be, we, could have, we have godly soul consciousness. Godly soul consciousness is abundant breath of God in the moment right now. Hashem is not only everything outside of me, but Hashem is also everything inside of me. There is never a moment that is separate from that. There is never an aspect of me that is separate from that, including my animal soul. <sighs> we breathe. From, from sitting inside of the throne, of, and then from until chapter 26, what we were learning how to do is, now that we know that we have both animal soul and godly soul, how can we actually... S- stay sitting in the throne of our godly soul instead of stay seated in the throne in in our animal soul so that what so that when our animal soul rises from our heart to our mind we actually now have our godly soul to speak to it through and from so now we're now we're we're engaging with our inner system and with our external we're engaging with reality and with our own reality from a place of godly soul instead of a place of animal soul that's that's the ideal that's the bainani so that's what we were learning how to do Next year, we'll learn about how to do it again, I guess. <laughs> um, anyways, so now, essentially, what Alter was kind of assuming right now is that you know what animal soul sounds like and you know what godly soul sounds like. Now that we know, A, what my godly soul sounds like and B, kind of how to access it, now we can actually come back to my animal soul and start to engage, start to kind of... Why, why do we need to find our godly soul first? Because we said this many times, but if darkness can't win darkness animal soul can't win animal soul it's just it's like you're such a loser no but i'm this but it's like just it it leads to a vicious cycle of (laughs) self-deprecation like that's not what we're trying to do here and it's not it's not what we're trying to do here there's no value there the way to win darkness is through light when you shine light automatically as we're going to see today and I'm, i'm honestly like like, I learned this last year, but, like, I didn't get it as much as I get it this year. Like, and I'm sure next year I'm going to say the same thing about this year. And it's like, that's, like, the cycle of life. But to me, like, the way that the Alter Rebbe is teaching us how to engage with the animal soul in these chapters, like, I'm surprised at how sure the Alter Rebbe is that when you shine light, the darkness rests. Like, the darkness. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, we don't need to fight the animal soul. And what we're actually going to be talking about is that it's on the contrary. Like, it's pretty much never 
about fighting the animal soul, aka never when the animal soul comes up saying, Wow, I'm very impressed with myself. That you're here? Oh. <laughs> it's still impressive. Um, anyways, I, I want to just get in instead of keeping on this whole introduction because there's a lot to actually talk about in these chapters. But we're just noticing that, like, the animal soul, if you, I was going to say the story, like, later on in the week, but just, just to kind of bring this whole, me and Hannah had an experience yesterday where that we were walking in, on Eastern Parkway and we heard a woman crying. It sounded like a siren, though. It was, like, such intense wailing, like, the kind of wailing that you hear from, like, a four-year-old that, like, just fell and is saying, like, mommy, like, like, ah, like, like, hysterically wailing. And so we were like, should we go? Should we not go? And then we ended up going over to her. I ended up like giving her a big hug, like like asked her if she wanted a hug. And like I hugged her for like a few minutes. And then, and then basically I, I asked her what happened. And she said, I need to get up the stairs, but I'm wobbly and I can't get up the stairs. And everybody's just passing by and ignoring me. Right. Right. And, but it was just wild that we both noticed that the moment that we paid attention, like she stopped crying like a second. And like we both, as we walked away, we literally both said, like Hannah said, and I was like, I literally was saying the exact same thing. Like she was a four-year-old girl in a 60-year-old woman's body. Like that's what it was. And what is, what is a four, how does a four-year-old girl experience himself? The same way as animal soul experiences. That's why I'm bringing this analogy that what is, what are you experiencing when you're four years old? I, it's attachment. That's when we need attachment. I need my mother to make me feel seen and safe and soothed. I, I am not okay on my own. I need you to notice me. I can't find, it's not enough for me to notice myself. I need you to notice me. The moment we noticed her, she was okay again. That's what happens with our animal soul too. That our animal soul does not need us to fight it. Our animal soul, what it actually needs is us to see it, her, me, this, these parts of me, as also one with the unity, as also at home inside of myself. You see, it's like when we're fighting it, we're actually perpetuating its narrative, which is what? I'm, a separate, I'm separate from God. Yeah, you're separate from God. Shoo, boo, go away, go away, go away. When we can have the experience of, hi, from the space of my godly soul, I don't see you as separate from God. I see you as an essential and integral part of me. You are exactly, as we're going to see today, you are exactly as you should be. There is nothing wrong with this moment. And now what happens is I see you as the thing that you've always wanted to be noticed at, the thing that you actually want, which is the unity, which is the home. So, okay. Just noticing. Okay, so chapter 26, the altar basically starts the first, starts this whole conversation, which is going to happen for the next like 20 something chapters of like talking about different ways that the animal soul manifests and how we should be responding from the throne of our godly soul. And the first thing that the Alter talks about is sadness. The experience of, the Alter defines sadness and it's, he's very consistent in the way he defines sadness. He takes this definition of sadness and we're gonna, he's gonna apply it to like six different settings. The six different things that you could be sad about. But what is sadness according to the Alter Rebbe? This should be different than it is. This should be different than it is. I, I, this should be different than it is. And the different context of that is, first we're gonna say, this should be different than it is. The beginning of chapter 26 goes through two different kinds of this should be different than it is. The first one is this should be different than it is my external environment. The things that are happening to me. Too many bad things are happening to me. And, I'm, and I feel sad about it. It shouldn't be this way. And it's, it's making me sad. 
And the second thing that the author discusses in chapter 26 is my internal experience. I should, I should be able to be happier than I am. I should be able to be more aligned with my avayda than I am. So I'm just going to go through the both of them and explain what the alter, how the Alter Rebbe is teaching us how does my godly soul approach this voice of my animal soul? What does my godly soul say? Because we know that Alter Rebbe teaches us that we have to be ha- the, what's interesting about in the beginning of chapter 26 is chapter 26 is the beginning of the is when Alter Rebbe talks about like the, the mashal of the fighters and how like you need to have alacrity in order to win. And it's in, that's in direct flow from last chapter. I don't know if you guys remember the last chapter when we were talking about the laziness that happens from our animal soul, that the animal soul keeps us like down and keeps us like depleted of energy. And now the author was teaching us that it's, it's, it's just interesting to notice is that there's a, it's a cause and effect. The simcha is the cause of our godly soul, of our godly soul being able to win, but it's also the natural state of our godly soul. So it's both, which is just interesting. But what is Simcha? The Alter defines Simcha as literally open-hearted presence of like being able to be in this moment within an open-hearted way. And, okay. Um, and basically, he explains that there's, that sadness isn't the problem, that the, having a broken heart isn't necessarily, the, isn't necessarily something that we should never have. And we, we, I hate doing this. I hate trying to teach a whole chapter in five minutes. But this is what it is, so this is what it's <laughs> to be. See, okay, that was actually a great example. I just felt it in myself. Yeah. What's the stress? I, sh- I wish it wasn't this way. If I can notice this is actually exactly what is meant to be, this is the breath of Hashem right now, suddenly I'm back in my godly soul. But notice I'm back in my godly soul, but that is the nature of my godly soul. It's like I use my godly soul to get back into my godly soul. Like, see, that's, okay. Um, so I'm just going to go straight in. What? What does Alter say about the first one, that my physical life should be different than it is? So it's interesting. For when you have a sadness, my physical life should be different than it is. It's never, there's no sadness that's going to have an advantage then. We're going to talk about, even at the end of chapter 26 and in chapter 27, that sometimes having a broken heart actually leads to a greater simcha. Why? Because we talked about this in the last chapter, that what, is a, what does a broken heart do? It's like the shviras hakelim in Taihu. When you have the shvira, you suddenly take away the facade of this is all that there is. The shvira, the crying, when you have a deep cry, right? What does it do? Suddenly there's more room to breathe now. Suddenly you're, you have a new vision that you didn't have before. The shvira actually sometimes can lead to a deeper place of simcha, a deeper place of open-hearted presence. But not when the shvira comes because my animal soul is saying, this should be different than it is and so you should be sad. It's when the shvira comes from a place of this should be exactly what, this is exactly what it is, and thus I am sad. So what would be the difference? Kids, I'm thinking of this example because we're talking about like queens a lot. I was thinking like, imagine if like a queen for a moment like started, like did something that was not reflective of her queenship. The shvira that came as the result of the animal soul consciousness would be, I'm such a peasant. I'm such a peasant. Like I'm such a, like a person in my kingdom. Like I'm not a queen. I'm, I'm horrible. That's shvira that comes as a result of animal soul. There's, Alter is literally so clear. There's never time and place for that. Like, ever. <laughs> like, and notice what he's teaching us is that your animal soul, it's, it's not in tune with real reality. Like, not that there's not a place for that, meaning that, 
that we should be mad that it's existing. But there's not a place for that, meaning that that's never the consciousness from, uh, to which we should be imbuing ourselves inside of, because it's not authentically who we are. Authentically who I am is that when, a, when I, a, as a queen, when I do something that's not aligned with my true self, I don't say, oh my gosh, I'm such a peasant. I say, oh my gosh, I'm such a queen. How, why am I not reflecting my queenship? And that's the drastic difference that we're going to see throughout all these chapters of when sadness is coming from a place of, I'm such a peasant. And notice, I, I, I know I say this a lot, but when we say these words out loud, our bodies move, my body <laughs> moves with us, moves with me. Like, I'm such a peasant takes me lower into my heart, into my animal soul. I am such a queen raises me up. I'm now aligned again with my godly center, with the divine breath that is this moment. And from this place, I, 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 it hurts that I'm not reflecting. That's where the shvira happens. How could I not reflect who I actually am? So there's a shvira there, but it's a shvira that's the result of my godly soul instead of my animal soul. So, okay. So about that things should be, phys- should be physically different. Valtar is teaching us that what you can actually say in, in response to your animal soul is not only things should things not be different, but the exact physical reality that you are receiving right now from Hashem is actually from a deeper, when it's hard, and this is this kind of hard for me to hear, but when it's hard, it's actually from a deeper place of God than when it's easy. And we're noticing that it's a shift of perspective of what do I actually want? What I actually want and is to be with God. That's what I actually want. And Oh, but I don't want that. So now go back. We have a sequence of Tanya here. The I don't want that is my animal soul that is relying on the vices of the world instead of on the true divine alignment. So we already talked, we are, and again, like we already talked about that as if like that we have any das about this. Like, and that, that's where the cycle of Tanya repeats itself again and again and again. But we've already learned that my godly soul, which is really my true state of consciousness, it, it does want to be one with Hashem. It does want to be all it wants is, is the unity. All it wants is to be in that, in that love story because really that's who I am. That's, that's my deepest self. So when I'm in that state of sadness of, oh my gosh, everything's so bad and I'm da da da, what does my godly soul say? I actually have right now the thing that I actually want, which is you, Hashem, which is, which is you. That's really, um, and we're just noticing that like that avida, that reframe, we're not saying it's not hard because I have God. We're saying the hard thing too, I can be present to it because it's also God. And I've, I'm seeing it again and again that you're not in any, in all the meditations that the altar gives us to combat the sadness, we're never denying our reality. We're always bringing in a light that somehow also illuminates the darkness. And so suddenly we're in the same place we were in before, but just we're seeing it differently. Like, it's not like, wow, this is now the easiest thing I've ever done. You may end up feeling that way, but you're no, it's not like, oh, I'm picking apples and then suddenly I start picking blueberries. You're still in the same situation. You're just seeing it through a different lens, which is until now I was identifying this physical experience that I'm having that is so hard and that is so negative as differentiated from God. And now suddenly I'm seeing it as one with God. And so I can actually breathe here too. Um, so... So essentially, the sadness for when it's something in my external circumstances never, there's never a reason to be sad, basically, because that, because of that Avaida, because of that meditation. And then the second thing that Altarbid talks about in chapter 26, and then we're going to go straight into chapter 27, is 
the direct flow from there of like now now you're going to come back to the Alter Rebbe and you're going to be like, okay, <laughs> that's cool, but I don't experience that. I, you're, you're telling me that, uh, that, that the Avaida that I'm meant to have is that anytime something external that is difficult happens, I should be able to stay in my godly soul self and say, here I have intimacy with God, here I have a deeper oneness with God that even when it's easy, ha, ah, thank you, Hashem. Like, and we should be able, the author says, we should be able to actually celebrate those things even more because really what, we're, what we have is connection with Hashem. Now you're going to come back to the Alter and be like, I don't have that. <laughs> like, and, not, and because I don't have that, I'm sad that I don't have that. So we're seeing the exact, like, to use this word again, the juxtaposition of the author is teaching us that we should be happy instead of sad about our external environment. And now suddenly I'm like, but shoot, I can't experience that. So now I'm sad about my internal environment. Do you see? It's like direct flow. And what the author teaches us here is that you have a point. That when it comes to spiritual matters, it's true that there is a point that, that shvira is important. That it's important to say, wow, I'm not reflecting my higher self. But never, ever, 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 ever when it's the animal soul telling me to do it. Never. And that's in chapter, this is the time when Alter Rebbe says, set times, set times, set times, set times, set times, set times, set times. <laughs> Meaning, when my animal soul jumps up out of me in the middle of my business day, or in the middle of my davening, or in the middle of my anything, and says, you loser, you, you should be better than you are, you should be different than you are, you shouldn't have done that thing that you did, you should be more reflective of your divine life and your divine unity. Bro, no, yeah. And the author of it teaches us that how do you know that it's not what's meant to be? Because it has nothing to do with this moment. And we're noticing that the entire view of what simcha is, that simcha is always present. How do you have simcha while doing your business? Through doing your business with simcha. How do you have business while doing a mitzvah? Through doing the mitzvah with simcha. The moment that your animal soul says, take, no, but do you remember that thing that you did? Suddenly you're no longer here, automatic animal soul. Like, and so that's the author teaching us at times. And do you think that's true for davening when there's like talking parts or parts of like? For sure, it's much. This is exactly what I think. So, it's a set. The author says not only set times, but set times at set times and for a set amount of time. That I don't just say okay at seven o'clock for as long as it takes for me to feel like a piece of shit about myself. Like it's at seven o'clock until seven ten. For this amount of time, I'm going to be inside of my godly soul so deeply and so fully that I will feel the fact that, wow, how do I not always reflect this about myself? Ashamnu Baganu, when do you say I did something wrong? When you're that peasant, it's I did something wrong, oh, I did something wrong, oh, there you go again, okay, whatever. This is I did something wrong that you, I mean, that's actually beautiful. It, it, we say Hashem Baganu right after we say Shema and Shemayna Esrei. We raise ourselves. Like we're in this whole trance throughout Shema and Shemayna Esrei of Hashem, me and you are one, baby. Like this is, we are, I am the queen, I am your princess, I am divine light and love. Hashem Baganu. How, how am I not reflecting that? What, like what more can I do to reflect that deeper? You know, but it's, not you lose your piece of shit that should be in a different place than you are. <laughs> so completely, it's a beautiful within we and the author said it before also like how the slach lanu like the, the davening the setup of davening is 
directly aligned with our divine service. Like how it, within davening is salach lanu. Why? Because the ebb and flow of Yiddishkeit, ebb and flow of our relationship with Hashem is that we're going to pull back and then come back again and then come pull back and then come back again. So within davening itself is salach lanu. Hashem, forgive me because the natural state of a Yid is that pull back and come back, pull back and come back. So I love what you're saying that the natural state of a Yid also is, is expressed davening in the Hashem Nibaganu of like, Hashem, I'm, a, I'm your queen, I'm your beloved. And from that place, Hashem Nibaganu, I, I want to reflect that deeper. You're saying that. You, <laughs> you said, said that. that you said that. <laughs> I don't know if I said that, but yeah, I hear you. <laughs> your soul said it. <laughs> You thought it, I thought I said it. <laughs> okay, take a few more minutes to do today's Tanya, chapter 27. I love that. Let's take a few more minutes to do today's Tanya. Um, so, it is super short, but uh, we'll see if I can do it super short. Um, okay, so in chapter 20, in chapter 26 was... I feel sad about my external environment. I feel sad about my internal environment, specifically about my internal environment in actuality. Like the things that I actually, like I literally, of the things that I actually do or don't do or feel or don't feel. Chapter 27 is different. Chapter 27 starts and says, okay, fine. Okay, so you're telling me, Alter Rebbe, that I don't have to be sad over the things that I actually did when my animal soul comes up and then it should be at set times and blah, blah, blah. But what about the fact that I have such a complicated inner world? Meaning like, it's okay. I won't, so I won't be impromptuly, whatever, the, I don't know if that's a real word, but like spontaneously sad about the things that I actually did wrong. But I really don't want to struggle anymore. Like, I don't, it sucks. Like, yeah, you already taught me, Alter Rebbe, that my purpose of my life is to be a Bainani, but like, I don't have DOS about that yet. And I love that Alter Rebbe brings this up again because he already told us this so many times. But he's like, I probably, he's like, I know that even though I told you this already, you're still gonna be unsure about this. <laughs> Let's keep talking about it. And we're actually gonna be talking about this all week. But, and yet, in yesterday's Sanya, Alter Rebbe's first meditation about how to combat that sadness. And again, combat, not combat, combat in a way of you're bringing a light that's revealing that the darkness can suddenly rest is that every single time I have an impulse and then I say as the being is able to do I am the Akaris of of my house I am the Akaris of of my house the lave rises to the mind I am the one that decides who what thoughts I let into my head what identity I hold I'm the one that decides that my godly soul is the one that decides that and every time that we do that avaida of it rises and then I choose, I'm fulfilling a positive mitzvah of I'm fulfilling a positive mitzvah of being in the throne of my godly soul instead of just chasing my animal soul's lusts and desires from the klipa of the world. So it's not only I'm the Akaris Abayas of my house, great, it's every time I'm the Akaris Abayas of my house, I am literally doing the same thing as keeping Shabbos. Like, I'm doing a positive mitzvah, and, it's, and it's, that's awesome. Um, and then in today's Tanya, so, so yesterday's Tanya finishes, that Alter says that um, not only should you not be sad, but you, can, you should actually be happy. And going on to today, well, it's only like one paragraph, I'll do it in Hebrew, Gimel Adar Adar Abba, and on the contrary, this is something that we've heard a million times, but like, I don't know. 
On the contrary, such sadness is due to conceit, arrogance, whatever. Arrogance, conceit. So I'm making that face about being a little bit funny right now because what is arrogance? Like, whatever. Of all translations of Tanya, this is not the one that like I would like, you know, die on a hill over, whatever that expression is. What? So what is exactly? But what is gaiva? I think that. Oh, yeah. It says it's a translation, but I think that from my understand, from what I've seen in other places of Tanya too, the author actually when the author before in the future chapters back talked about Gossus Ruach as similar to idolatry. Why? You're inflating the self. You're inflating and not the self. Why don't you use the word yeshas? Me yeshas? Well, because yeshas isn't necessarily bad. Yeshas could be... Inflation is. Inflation specifically of my animal soul's perception instead of my godly soul's perception. And what's interesting about Gossus Ruach is that it's not necessarily derogatory and it's not necessarily not derogatory. Like Gossus Ruach could be... It's any story of my animal soul that I'm inflating and saying this is the new god this is the new identity this is who I am it's you're taking a story that you're having about yourself and instead of saying I feel this about myself you're saying this is true about me that's Gosses Ruach um, it's from an inflation of Ruach is your the emotional way that you perceive yourself that's in Nefesh Ruach Neshama that's a ruach is the way that I feel about myself. Gossip's ruach is that the way that I feel about myself is the true reality. That I do not know my place. And therefore, I feel like I should be a tzaddik. I'm, I'm sad and I'm distressed and I'm not a tzaddik. Because to tzaddikim, they do not have these um, thoughts. A tzaddik never has the experiences that a benani has or that a rasha rale has of I, I sometimes am driven towards otherness instead of unity. A tzaddik, every moment of his life is drawn towards unity. For were this person, were I to recognize my place, that I am very far from the rank of a tzaddik, and then as Altar already taught us that I'm not even, I'm not far from the rank of tzaddik because there's something wrong with me. I'm not, I'm far from the rank of tzaddik because my avayda in this lifetime is to be a benani. And to be a tzaddik is something that Hashem chooses. It's a gift from Hashem. Sometimes if Hashem chooses, or the author says, also sometimes you could become a tzaddik if a, if a tzaddik, in, he used the word, impregnates you with their tzaddikness for a brief moment of time, then you could also be in that level of tzaddik, which is the state of every part of me and every part of the reality that I'm seeing around me is oneness. There's no exceptions, including my animal soul. Um, but I'm far from that. That's not, that's not me. That's not what I'm meant to be. Halavai, I should be a Bainani and not a Russia. Halavai, I should be able to be in that state of Akaris bias of my house. That's what I'm working towards here. I feel the even for one moment. Just take that little validation. <laughs> that Halavai, we should be able to do everything we just talked about for 27 chapters for even one moment <laughs> in our life. Surely this is the met, this is the what the Bainani is meant to do. To subdue the the yetzer that comes from my heart into my mind, not to subdue the fact that I have a heart. It's oh, there's a repetition here of my job is to work with that which 
I receive, with, with that which I'm able to work with. My job is not to work with that which I cannot work with. <laughs> and to live in the state of that differentiation where I can see you, animal soul, and say, hi, I see you, I feel you, I know you. You are not me. I am my, in the throne of my godly soul. I can hold you, nurture you, deal with you. And the altar was reminding us that that's the avayda of abandoning. So, yeah, it's difficult. But, again, the sadness is I should be someone that I'm not. The simcha is I am in the exact right place at the exact right time. There is nothing wrong with my internal world. There is actually nothing wrong with my external world either. Like, I, I, there is perfection here. We're, we're breathing Hashem's love. Like, ha. <laughs> like, the air is Hashem's love. So, l'chaim v'lebracha to continuing this conversation tomorrow and all week. Bye.